Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hey, hey, welcome back to this episode of I Date Money. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan. And today I have the honor to be hanging out with Jen Rulon. She is a triathlon coach who retired after doing, is it 15 times an Ironman triathlete? And now she's living her best life in Costa Rica. So did I get that right? The 15 times as an Ironman yes. athlete? I'm, yes, you did. 15 time Ironman. Yes, I've done 15 amazing. Ironmans. Like, I can yeah. barely run down the road without gasping for air. <laughs> <laughs> and you've done it 15 times. Yes. That's you could call beautiful. it amazing or crazy. I don't know what you want to say. <laughs> um, no, it's absolutely amazing, you know, to have that much discipline in your life. Right. You know, to, to have that endurance and to build it up. I mean, you have to do a lot of training for that. A lot and, of training. Yeah. yeah. And I like, I like to parallel that with finances because, mm. you know, a lot of people don't understand that they need to do a lot of training. <laughs> you you are correct. You don't become millionaires overnight by just sitting back and, you know, no. watching TV. So I, I know pre-show we had talked a little bit about some of the stories that you grew up with. And, right. you know, you know, our audience loves to hear stories and tips and strategies about money and how it makes the world go around. So what's your first impression about money? I definitely think we never had enough. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, mom, mom divorced dad. We moved from Michigan to Wisconsin. She got remarried, divorced the second you know, dad or stepdad. And it was always like, we never had enough. We never had enough. And I still remember like brushing my teeth with baking soda mm -hmm. because we couldn't get toothpaste. And now I buy like baking soda to brush my teeth with, you know, because it's like, it just makes sense to me. But um, yeah, there was always that we never had enough. Yeah. And living, living like that, you know, you didn't actually feel like you were living check to check. You actually were living right. check to check. Yeah. Yeah. And how did, how did that form your determination? I mean, you didn't break the cycle of buying baking soda. Like I was thinking you were going to say, well, now I buy 10 tubes of toothpaste every time I go to the store. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I have a lifetime supply. I, yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you say that because I think, you know, there's a couple stories that I had growing up that I remember, um, and I, and I told you this before was that I was upstairs 
and my mom was outside working in the garden, you know, and being in Wisconsin. And I opened up an Easter card and in the Easter card was $20 from grandma and grandpa. And I go running out and I think I was probably like, I don't know, third, fourth grade at that time. And I remember running out. I was like, mom, I was like, we got $20. Now we could go to the store and buy bread and toothpaste. (laughs) You know, like that was, Mm -hmm. that was that aha moment of, you know, really learning about money and realizing that, you know, we, we were always pinching pennies. Right. And then I remember seventh and eighth grade and, oh my God, my poor mother, and being a girl at that age when, you know, we didn't even, we didn't have phones, but we did have Jordache jeans and Lee jeans and all of that stuff. And, you know, little princess wanted those Jordache jeans. And she's like, Jen, we don't have the money. We don't have the money for the Jordache jeans. And I bet you now I, in my storage unit, I probably have over 15 to 20 jeans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're in your but- storage unit. What's that? All my, about? Well, because I'm in Costa Rica, I don't need jeans down here. I wear, I, now I have a plethora of bikinis. I can tell you that much. So maybe, maybe I change the jeans to the bikinis. Right. But, uh, but you know, but mom did buy me a pair of Jordan's jeans for Christmas. And I thought that was the most amazing thing ever, you know, and I would wear them all the time and I would wash mm-hmm. them every other day and same with my Lee jeans and yeah. yeah. So crazy stories. Yeah. I have a story about Jordache jeans. When I was 13, I wanted a pair so bad. And my mom was like, no, no, no. And I remember bartering because my birthday and Christmas are only six days apart. And I'm like, well, just get them for me for my birthday and Christmas. You know, my parents were divorced. So I'm like, call dad and ask him, just pull your money together and, you know, ask grandma. And she would not, she refused. I am not paying that much money for a pair of jeans. And I remember being so angry and just saying, you know what? I'm going to get my own money. I'm going to buy my own jeans. And my kids will never, ever be denied designer clothes. Right. <laughs> grew up with right. designer clothes. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. So, I mean, even now I look at my good American jeans, which I love and no, I'm not sponsored by them. Right. But I mean, you're dropping hundred, 125. I don't even think twice. Yeah. You know? Well, it's the same with Starbucks and all that, you know? Oh my God. I, right you know, how many, how many days a week do we go to the coffee shop and just drop $10, right. $15 and think nothing of it. And then, you know, come the end of the, the week, we're like, I yeah. have where's all my money exactly. gone? I don't understand. You know, and then exactly. I hear, well, you know, I got rent to pay. You don't understand. I don't have predictable income. I work on commissions and, you know, the weather is dependent on my job. And I'm like, yeah, I've heard it all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure you have. I'm sure what, you what have. What stories have you told yourself about, about your finances? Hmm. Oh, I never have enough. You know, I never have enough. Um, that's one story. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk myself. Like I'll, if I see something I want to buy, I will talk, I will talk on how I'm going to pay for it. I'll justify it. Mm-hmm. you know, and I'll justify, I'd be like, oh, well, if I put half of that on this credit card and half of that on that credit card, and then I could put, you know, whatever that might be. Right. Um, I'll, I'll sit there and make up those stories in my head. Um, but I, I definitely think as I've gotten older, um, I realize because I feel like I don't have the money, I do hoard it. Mm-hmm. 
you know? So as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting LinkedIn messages like every day, Hey, you know, let us help you build whatever this marketing and that marketing and, you know, drop $2,000 a month. And I'm like, well, do I really need that? Or, you know, do I need to go out and find my own clients or whatever, you know, like, so I sit there and I, I play a lot of games. I play a lot of the angel telling me, yes, spend the money. Yes. Spend the money. And then I have the devil going, no, you can't spend the money. You don't have the money. Why are you doing that? Blah, blah, blah. So it's just, it's constant chatter back Mm -hmm. and forth. Constant. And a lot of my clients experience that, that, that tug of war, like mm-hmm. what's the purpose of the purchase, right? Yes. And as an entrepreneur, we do get so many shiny objects. One of my favorites is getting DMs on, oh, do you want another passive um, income stream? I'm like, absolutely. What'd she got? Well, you, I, what do you have to do for it? And they're like, um, well, it's passive. You don't have to do anything. I said, fantastic. Sign me up. You know, then you get on the call and it's not passive. You got to sell eight products. I'm like, okay, sweetheart, right. this isn't passive income. <laughs> right. Passive Ex- income means I don't have to do anything except for look pretty and share a link <laughs> without exactly. selling anything. So exactly. I always love everyone's interpretation. One of the biggest things that I've noticed in entrepreneur land, and you can share, especially you're, so you're a triathlon coach. You teach, you teach coach, you teach people how to run in the races or what exactly do you do? Yeah. So triathlon coach, triathlon fitness coach, right? So I coach triathletes to get to their first Ironman, their 13th Ironman, a cycling event, a marathon. So I do, I'm more like an endurance coach, right? But then I also do fitness. So I have my own app and it's all strength training, you know, for those, the everyday healthy human who don't want to do an Ironman, they just want to get in shape. Right. Right. Um, so it's, uh, so yeah, I, I, I coach and I've been coaching online since 2013 before it was cool. So, <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love that. And it's so important because people will invest in a coach, especially a fitness coach, they will. but they don't, you know, they look at their financial coaches and they're like, well, I can just Google this and do this on my own. And as an entrepreneur, one of the things I've seen with a lot of the clients that I work with is that they don't have a business plan. And, you know, mm-hmm. when you're thinking about a plan to create muscles in your body, to create endurance, there's a pretty tight schedule that you have to follow, Yeah. right? I mean, especially if you're training for a triathlon, you know, in your own personal experience, have you adapted that specific training to your own business mm. to create a plan so that your operating expenses are, are running at maximum capacity? You're getting a profit, you're taking a paycheck? No. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll, I'll be very honest with you. Like, no, I'm not, you yeah. know, maybe I should hire you, Lisa. <laughs> but, <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, no. And I think that was the, that was the biggest lesson learned. Like I remember going to a mastermind group and I was hired to do social media for the mastermind group. And this was in 2020 before the mm-hmm. world shut down. We all went to Utah and all that stuff. And I remember talking to a gentleman and I said, I want to, you know, hire a financial coach. And he's like, right now you don't need a financial coach. You need a bookkeeper. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. So then so right, I know. So then like I did, I hired a bookkeeper and yeah. Oh my God. It, it's great. I still have her to this day, but it hasn't taught me on how to actually, you know, 
do, you know, the, do the, do the balance sheets and all that stuff. So yeah, the bookkeeper was great organizes like taxes and all that stuff, but you know, big picture wise, I'm still working on it. I mean, I have an Excel spreadsheet that I, I work with every single week, but then if I don't get to it, you know, three weeks later, I'm like, Oh, that Excel spreadsheet, I got to work on that. You know, it's very, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't do it like I should. Yeah. And that, that happens to a lot of people. And especially as being a business owner, you know, you're creating your own paycheck, your own money. And I love bookkeepers, CPAs, accountants. I was a treasurer for three not-for-profits for a long time. So I'm really familiar with all that process, but I always tell my clients, so does your bookkeeper help you multiply your money and manage your personal expenses as well as your business expenses? Right. Mm-hmm. Most people say no to that because no. that's not yeah. what their, that's not what their expertise is. And yeah. When you think about, you know, like I like to say I'm a wealth activator because we're working on mindset with management to sure. multiply your your empire and build out, right? And create that beautiful everlasting empire of being a self-made millionaire to the seventh generation, right? So multiply right. multi-millionaire and your your money gets to have babies and they get to have grandbabies and so forth. So right. when I think about the fitness, when we parallel the the fitness program preparing for this, you know, your body to do whatever, like to do the endurance, to get into shape yeah. versus the money management, the parallel, you train every single day. Like you, know, you probably work out six days a week, what have you. I do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you think about like you eat healthy, you make, you have meal plans, you prep the meals, mm-hmm. you make good choices when you go to the store. Yeah. So when you think about your money, you were talking about that tug of war, like, oh, do I invest in this 2000 program or this, or like, you know, you're always getting, we're always getting fed up. Right. So if you apply that same concept of your fitness routine to your financial routine, how do you think that would change for you? Ooh, I think it would change drastically to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I mean, I didn't get to 15 Ironmans and to, and to the Ironman world championship by sitting on my couch, eating bonbons, you know, like, (laughs) right. I mean, I had to do the work. I had to do Mm -hmm. the work. And I think that, I mean, I think that exactly applies to, uh, the followers listening, like, and to me, right. I mean, it's a great parallel. Like, yeah, if I sat there, like whatever, every, like, let's call it money Monday. Right. So I take two hours, and I look at my finances and I, you know, and I, I figure it out, but I think for so many years, it always caused stress for me. And when I was, when I was uh, married, um, you know, I let my husband do the finances. Like he just did it all. And I said, yeah, okay. Okay. You know, and a therapist told us that we were very much like a parent and child when it came to finances, because I trusted them. I did. I was just like, okay. You know? And so when it came to, my business, I just sort of like did it nonchalantly and and I probably could have done a lot better and paid myself a lot more than what mm-hmm. I did, you know, back when we were together for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs get into that trap. You know, they either don't cut themselves a check or they grow too fast yeah. They build out their team too fast, or they don't have a system in place for their financials for their business. So their yeah. operating expenses aren't, aren't operating. They're not your systems aren't into place to optimize their um, portfolio and then transferring right. that over to their personal expenses is so important. What was the one thing that made you realize that like, you know, you said you needed to hire a bookkeeper. So you did. Um, and you're still shying away from managing your money. 
um, intimately, if money was a person and you could date money, what would your ideal date be like? Mm. I think it would have to be something active, right? Like <laughs> not, like not, not any triathlons. Like I'm done with that. Been there, done that. Right. But I think it would have to be like, we jump in a car, get a cup of coffee. Like you get up early, you go for a sunset surf session, you know, like you grab that cup of coffee and you just go and you leave your phones at home because you don't want to get stolen on the beach because you're both out there surfing and you're just enjoying, you're just enjoying each other's company and you're present, right? Mm -hmm. You're present with one another and you both get done with the surf session and you just sit there and you just talk about this wave or that wave or whatever, like, you know, but it's, it's more about being present with the person versus, mm -hmm. you know, you know, and I'm still, I still love act active, you know, active workouts and stuff like that, like going hiking at a waterfall in Costa Rica, but you always have your phone and you're taking pictures, you know, and all that stuff, you know, but I love the idea of stepping away from the phone and being mm -hmm. with being with the one I love. Yeah. That's a beautiful, yeah. a beautiful description. I, I always like to say I date money, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I date money and having that relationship with money so that it is, it's fun and it's safe and it's secure yeah. and relaxing and peaceful, you know, and that's yeah. the ultimate destiny, right? That's what we all want. We want that self-assurance, that self-love, that confidence to know that money is working for us. We're not yeah. working for it and we're not chasing it. So I love that yeah. beautiful depiction. I know we both love the beach. So um, yes. I, I frolic in the waves. I just jump the waves. I'm not, I haven't tried any surfing. I probably won't. I'm not that um, coordinated, I guess. I'm not very athletic, but it's I'm fun. not either. <laughs> it's fun to watch people it's, ride right. waves on their boards. We have, we have great surfing beach in Melbourne beach. It's beautiful for surfing. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. And, uh, we, I will go out there and watch everyone and they ride the waves. And I think about that, you know, cause one of my favorite things is to leave my phone at home and walk mm -hmm. to the beach and just do some um, yes. box breath work. And ah, nice. when you're out there watching the waves, it's it's almost like our, you know, watching, comparing it to finances, that's what our finances do. Like, you know, especially right. as entrepreneurs, there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there having $0 months that no one talks about, you know, and bridging right. that gap for when you do have, you know, a six-figure month, Right. And then thinking, you know, is it feast or famine? Did you experience that? And can, if you so, can you tell us more about it? Oh yeah, I I remember, I I was I was traveling a lot in 2019, and I was getting opportunities to speak at different uh, endurance triathlon events as a business owner because a lot of a lot of um, companies started seeing and recognizing what I was doing of building my brand and building my coaching, coaching brand. So I was being asked to speak at different, uh, venues. Um, I was asked to, I, I went to Boulder and then I met with some of my sponsors. Um, and I said to them jokingly, I was like, Hey, you need to send me to Hawaii. I'll be your social media manager. And they did, you know? <laughs> so like, I was like, it was like, I was traveling all and then I had athletes hire me to go to their races, so I was their coach and Sherpa at the same time. Then I had my own race, and all of a sudden I looked at my my bill, and I'm like, "Oh my god, like what just happened? How did that just skyrocket?" You know, and it was way more than I anticipated. You know, in my own business, and then it was 
you know, and my ex at the time was like, well, let me just help you pay it off. I go, uh-uh, no, 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 no. This was my, I, I shouldn't say mistake, but this is my learning. I have to learn how to get out of this. I have to learn how to make this money to pay it back. I don't want Superman to come in and, you know, try to try to pay it off for me. Like I had to figure out why did I do that? What happened? I just wasn't paying attention. Right. I was going yeah. to Hawaii. I was going to Arizona. I was going to Boulder. I was going to all these places and it, it just added up. Anyways, long story short, going into 2020, I started a women's program, which I don't do anymore, but, um, I'm looking at doing, a like an everyday healthy human program. And, like um, yeah. And, um, which I would love to maybe have you, we'll talk about that later, but <laughs> I, I ended up, I would, I ended up being able, I had enough ath or enough clients, enough women in that program, um, to pay off my credit card, but I had a hustle hard. I had like, I had 20, 20 to 25, you know, one-on-one -on -one phone calls. I had seven convert, wow. you know, and it was, it was hard. And then I gave one away cause I needed that even right. You know, I gave it like a sponsorship. So, um, sorry about that. I don't know what's going on, but, um, but yeah, I just, you know, it was something like I had a, I had a hustle hard to get that paid that credit card, pay it off because that was my learning. I didn't need my ex to come in and, and say, well, let's just pay it off. I don't want you to pay for, um, the, the, the interest. Right. right I'm like, right. no, no, I got to do this myself. So, yeah. 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 I break up with interest all the time. <laughs> I love, right. I love breaking up with interest. It, there, it's no fun hanging out with interest. Their interest. No, is just, it's not. Not unless it's in your favor. It's coming in on your savings account. Then interest and I can hang out. <laughs> right. Right. But if it's on right. a credit card or a loan, forget it. Well, I don't like, right. I don't like to hang out with interest that way. Exactly. So, yeah. I, I, I like the, the high yield APY interest and then the, interest rates on the checks. Yeah. Bye-bye. You know, like we're bye-bye. No. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're not even a friend or an enemy. Yeah. No, just go, <laughs> just go. Just I don't want you anymore. You yeah. The, yeah and, the universe. and, and, but learning that also taught me because for so many years I had, I had a whole bunch of supermans come in my life to pay off my credit cards. Like my grandfather's passed away or my grandparents passed away and I got money. So I was able to pay off all my credit cards. Like it was a, it was a, it was a hat, like a, not a habit, but it was a, a pattern, right? Mm -hmm. I had to break the pattern. I had yeah. to break that pattern of being like, no, I don't need another Superman to come in to pay this off. I got to figure it out. So now every month I pay it off. I pay That's it awesome. off every single month. And so then if I know that I'm going over, I'm like, no, 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 I got to stop or I got to work harder and, you know, spend and spend less or whatever. So, right. Right. Yeah. And it's so important to find that in yourself, like what's making me wreck up the debt. You know, mm -hmm. I have a monthly um, crush on debt membership where we just work on paying off our debt, paying off our debt, um, paying it down. And, you know, a lot of people get windfalls. I mean, you would be surprised at how many people get inheritances. They get a surprise right. bonuses or win the lotto. Like I'm talking small lotto, like, you know, they might win sure. like two, $3,000. And what they all do 
when they get this windfall of cash is they put it all towards debt. And that just makes me like, no, don't do that. Cause there's a strategic way to pay off the debt while you're raising your credit score. But there's also that feeling of when you do pay off the credit card, then what happens? So what's the feeling you right. had when you pay off all the debt and you used all your money and you're looking at your bank accounts and it's like, oh, well, now I don't have any money to show for that. Right. That I received. Right. You know? Well, I, I don't, I don't have debt mm -hmm. right now. I don't have debt. So everything that I, I buy is on my business account or my business uh, United. Cause I'm getting miles, man. Cause I live in Costa Rica. So if I can get as many miles, I'm going to use it. Um, yeah, and then I have a personal as well. So I pay it off every time. And then um, like, I reached out to my, I have a financial advisor and I said to him, I said, Hey, mom and I are taking a trip to Kenya. I might have to tap into my savings for this. And he's like, okay. I said, but I am going to try to work harder to be able to pay at least half of it off. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, guess what? I needed a new computer, you know, yeah. like my computer died. And I was like, I don't have a computer down here. So I had to go to like a Costco and buy a, a, a computer. Cause like, I'm like, well, or, you know, so then I'm just like, I'm just trying, I'm, I'm pushing, you know, and that's something that I've learned living down here. I've, I work less, but I make more, but it's because I don't spend like I did in the States. Right. Yeah. It's a different type of living when you're in that atmosphere. Yeah. Um, you, you tend to spend less because you just, you're happy. <laughs> you're you're happy. at the beach, it's sunny and it's, you're doing things right? that don't cost any money. So, so it, true. Yeah. Cause I know when we moved to the beach, we had that same experience. You mm -hmm. know, because there's just, just so much to do out in nature and it does totally changes your perspective about, Oh, I don't mm -hmm. need to spend money that way. I can just right. do this. Yeah. Right. Just People even, are like, Oh, do you have a television i'm like no why my television's at the beach at sunset <laughs> with a cup of coffee it's amazing you know yeah exactly and the birds flying by and the right you know, different sea life going through we were golfing yesterday and uh there was a, a turtle cruising down the bike path the golf golf cart path it was the cutest thing and he was going oh! pretty fast and every time well, i see yeah. we have turtle we live on a, our island is a big, big portion of our island is dedicated towards the turtles and um, so we see a lot of them, but I always think of that story of the turtle and the hare, like, you know, yes, the turtle always wins. And that's exactly what happens with right. finances. It's taking yes. slow, intentional steps to build wealth. And, I you know, it. everyone thinks that wealth is something that you have in exchange, like you have the money, it's in your bank account, but wealth is really the state of mind. It's feeling mm -hmm. comfortable, you know, and mm -hmm. a wealthy person could be someone in a, in a 5,000 square foot house or somebody in a tiny house you know, oh, living in the mountains, yeah. you know, and so wealth is our own journey. And exactly. when we think about that, it is, it's like a beautiful sunrise and a sunset. Yes. It's like It just brings you that peace and calm. So what's the best um, money tip that you have ever received? Mm. Man. I mean, the first money, to, it, it's not a positive one. Uh, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, right? Um, uh, tip, wow. You know, I, I think the biggest learning that 
is to trust yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'll give you the short story of it, but I think a lot of us really know about finances. You know it, but you sometimes you don't trust yourself because you've been told that you don't know about it. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Totally sense. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember because I, I remember looking at my taxes for last year and my tax guy was like, you owe this much money. I'm like, no, I don't. No, I don't. I didn't make that much money. I was like, you need to relook at this. And I kept getting on him. I'm like, this is not happening. Like, anyways, long story short, he had the PPP loan on there Mm. as income. And I said, no, that's my, I've, that's already been like, I just was like floored. Like, so I trusted myself. I trusted my intuition that no, that is not correct. Mm -hmm. Like I knew that in down in my gut. And when he recognized, when I called him out on it, he was like, oh man, I'm totally embarrassed. This should not mm-hmm. have happened. But it made, like, I got off the phone and I was like, walking. I was like, yeah. Like, I was just like, <laughs> like, j- like jive talking. Right. And I called my mom up. I'm like, mom, like, and I knew, but it was my intuition. Mm-hmm. It was my intuition. So I guess the biggest is, is really trust that you do know about finances you just have to listen in and chime in. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, and a lot of people have financial illiteracy because they're afraid of it. And it's there's yeah. a lot of terms that are thrown out there that people don't understand. And you know, it's fun to explain it to people. And they're like, no, that doesn't mean that. I'm like, yeah, here you go. Here it is. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of misconceptions about LLCs and filing taxes, which I'm going to be doing a solo podcast on that. Um, oh, yeah. oh, I can't wait to hear. That'd be yeah, great. A lot of misconceptions about that. So, well, thank you so much for sharing, Jennifer. I really enjoyed Thanks, um, Lisa. speaking with you. As we part, what words of wisdom would you like to share with the audience? Mm. I, as a 15-time Ironman triathlete who's now living the everyday healthy human lifestyle, I think if you're struggling like mentally, emotionally, physically start taking care of yourself. Or if you're, if you're struggling mentally, you know, emotionally money, monetary, start taking care of yourself physically, whether it's getting into simple habits of drinking, you know, three of these a day is 32 ounces, going for a walk, doing 10,000 steps a day. Like on my podcast, the everyday healthy human, I, I have talked to so many people who have, who have changed drastically just based off of fitness and how much that has changed them emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and probably financially. Yes. I love that. Wealth, health, and relationships, they're all connected. I always say we start with wealth (laughs) and then improve your health and your relationships. But I know lots of coaches out there will say, no, start with health, start with relationships and it all improves. And I love how we can all work together to accomplish that. So thank you so much again, Jennifer, for being here. Thanks, Lisa. We'll put the links to connect with you in the show notes. For those of you who are listening, be sure to share the episode, give us a five-star review. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it.
Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire with a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system. You get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it.